and welcome to Healthy-ish, your almost daily podcast from body and soul. I'm your host, Felicity Harley. I have a question for you. Are you feeling a bit freaked out by the state of our planet? about the world, your life? Well, writer, illustrator, speaker and nature lover Emily Ellis has a remedy for all of us. It's actually in book form and her book's called Hope is a Verb and she's here to share a few of her radical steps to optimism she's written about. Now, we keep our Healthier episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview where Emily talks more about how she's experienced a life-shifting freakout and what she learned from it and how she's learned to push past privilege and appreciate life around us, search for Extra Healthier wherever you get your awesome pods like this one. Emily, welcome to Healthiest and congratulations on your divine new book. Now, your book is about hope. Can you tell, describe what is hope? What does it mean to you and why is it more important, well, now, I suppose, more than ever? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me firstly. Um, yeah, hope. I mean, hope is just really, it's like a desire for something to happen and it's like in its most basic form, that's what it is. And the expectation that it can happen, you know, that it's possible to happen. But hope's way more than the sum of its parts because people who are more hopeful, they can manage stress better. We're more resilient. We can think more creatively. Um, even like there are certain studies that show that people are quicker to recover um, to recover if they've had an illness or an injury, if they're more hopeful. Um, so it's really, it's an important thing. And obviously the world in the state that it's in at the moment, it's important that we've got everyone kind of firing on all cylinders and, um, in their most creative, resilient selves. Yeah. I think even the word hope, it just makes me feel hopeful even saying it, doesn't it? It has this lovely emotion attached to it. So how do we start with shifting our thinking from despair and overwhelm at, I suppose, what's happening around to hope? Well, I think it's kind of, um, it's a, it's a strange thing because we've got to kind of go towards the pain <laughs> instead of trying to avoid it the whole time. Um, humans are so good at avoiding discomfort. We hate it. I we think- hate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think at the moment there are so many issues and they're so overwhelming that we do just kind of want to retreat and and we get distracted by other things that are kind of superficial. And I think if we kind of walk towards it a bit and kind of accept that it's hard and scary sometimes, that's like a, a great place to start. And from there you can kind of go and, and identify like if you're feeling this pain, it's it's an alarm bell going off asking you to pay attention to a cause that's obviously important to you. So so starting with that and just kind of digging into your values and, and what you want for the world, you know? And what and what kind of, yeah, I suppose scares you in some way. So questioning what scares you. I mean, you talk also about the importance of looking after your body, mind and soul in all this. So this is when you've acknowledged what the I suppose the scary things and the overwhelming things are, and then you're moving out of it. You do good, you feel good, and you do good. What are a few ways that work for you? Like, how do you look after your body, mind, and soul? 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest bits of feedback I get from people is that they burn out with their fear. So it is really important to kind of tend to those three sort of, um, I call, I refer to them as the three stool legs. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, I'm a late diagnosis ADHD. So that was only a couple, a little while ago. Um, and so something that's really important for me is movement. And if I don't move, and generally early in the morning for me, though everyone's different, um, if I don't move, I'm a bit more anxious, a bit more scatty. Um, so that's a big one. And then the, it's so it's so boring and annoying to say, but meditation. <laughs> it's kind of like the drink water and get a good rest, but it does work. So I'm, I'm terrible at it, but I know that it's important. <laughs> are, you, are you new to it? Is it a new thing or are you just... Is it is, to meditation? Yeah, we've been doing it for a while. We're like Ross and Rachel, on and off, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> um, I've been terrible with it at the moment, but I just kind of I've been experimenting with not trying to do the whole twenty-minute transcendental thing. I'm I'm actually just kind of going for a walk, listening to music, and that actually kind of helps me get into the zone. Well, so, I think yeah, that, that's, that's meditative too, isn't it? Just, I mean, I find running meditative. Different people find different things meditative. It doesn't necessarily have to be sitting there for twenty minutes, right, and focusing yeah, on exactly. your breath. And that's I the mean, thing. I felt I found that that works best for me. Like if I'm walking out, um, I live near a river, so if I'm walking along by the water, and the music kind of stops my my inner chatter from going a bit crazy. So, yeah, I consider it meditation. Now, your book is it highlights six radical steps to optimism. Which one do you think is the most important and why? I think it would have to be towards the end of the book. So step five and it's just start because um, I always find that kind of hope begets hope, you know, and when we're sitting there and we're overwhelmed by all of the problems, um, we it can quickly turn to apathy. Uh, so I think just starting, starting somewhere small and just allowing it to grow from there. Is this what you're hoping your book might bring a few people to be inspired to start? Yeah, I just, I really hope that it helps people live in alignment and I want people to be more connected, like a, a stronger communities, but I do want people to kind of like use it as a structure to kind of frame their life on where they're living in line with their values where all their behaviours and actions kind of speak to them because I think that's that's what we need in, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Emily, um, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been nice talking. If you loved this chat with Emily about her new book, called Hope is a Verb. We have more. That's right. We've just launched a big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day. Extra interviews, extra insights and extra healthy advice for your mind, body and soul. Extra Healthy-ish publishes a new episode for your wonderfully healthy ears every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au and remember, you can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have any ideas for an upcoming episode, anything you want to hear about, any experts you want on, DM us on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Emily. I hope it inspired you to feel more hopeful. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, at least stay healthy-ish.
I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.